It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans. This is William Barber, a.k.a. WB. I am so happy to be back on the show, recovered, rested, and relaxed from knee surgery and everything else. And I want to thank you, race fans, for taking time to tune in and turn it up to your family and friends cousin neighbors about Southern race week, what's going on in the world of motorsports, whether it's short track or super speedway. We talk about it right here on this show. And I want a big sound out. Thank you to my man, the man, the myth, the legend Alfie for making sure that we have had a successful program for the last couple of weeks. Alfie, Man, dude, you ready for this coming up 4th of July weekend and then the NASCAR weekend coming up July 10th and 11th or what, bro? Oh, so excited to be uh, heading back to the Land Motor Speedway for another race this year, William. Glad to have you back in the captain's chair this week as you've been recovering from your surgery. So, uh, of course, I've been working overtime to make sure all the shows get done. And even though you weren't there, we try to make it William Barber quality sounding broadcast. So, uh Glad to have you back this week, my friend. We had a lot of people asking where you have been. And, uh, of course, I've been keeping people updated on the show that you've been dealing with some surgery. And I'm glad that you recovered. You're back and pretty much back at 100%. So uh, glad to have you back on the show this week, William. But, uh, yeah, 4th of July weekend this weekend. And then July 10th and 11th, Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Quaker State 400, presented by Walmart. Full capacity, crowd, and all the camping will be open and available. And uh, tickets are still available at AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. So uh, it's just excited to see everybody jam-packed into, uh, into AMS for another great race weekend here in 2021, William. And we have ways that you can win tickets to race weekend at Atlanta, both Saturday and Sunday. All you need to do is check out Southern Race Week on Facebook. Look for the Quicker State 400 logo. Like and share the post, and you will be entered to win because I have tons of tickets to give away for Saturday and Sunday. And if you in the Atlanta area on um, July the 5th, from four to six, come out to the Walmart in Stockbridge, Georgia, right off of Interstate 75 and Hudson Bridge Road from four to six. We're going to have a NASCAR pre-race tailgate party with the trophy, the pace car. We're going to be giving away all kinds of stuff, man. It's going to be a great time. Well, looking forward to it, William, and uh, looking forward to seeing all the people uh, coming out to Land Motor Speedway. Alf, we've got a jam-packed show. Well, why don't you lead us off with who we have? Yeah, we got another jam-packed program of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, William. Uh, this is a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we'll have the uh, Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart coming in the weekend of Saturday, July 10th and Sunday, July 11th. And we'll speak here in just moments with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson. And then you had an opportunity to catch up with Ken Reagan there, the Director of the Bandoleros and Legends Car Series at Atlanta Motor Speedway to catch up on what's going on with him. And then finally, we'll talk with Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network. Him and the crew from PRN will be in town to cover and carry all the action from Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. Uh, so Doug will be joining us to kind of uh, break down some latest NASCAR news that we've heard about and then also uh, 
talk about uh, his thoughts on repaving Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's always the question and always a big topic of conversation anytime NASCAR comes to Atlanta Motor Speedway. So those guys and We'll be joining this week here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, driver number 10, Nutrinex, Solutions Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this special week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we get set for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway. We got the Xfinity Race on Saturday, July 10th. And then the Cup Series race on Sunday, July 11th, a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And when we talk about Atlanta Motor Speedway, one of the top guns there, we have to have him on the show to talk about what's going on in just a couple of weeks at AMS. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Brandon Hutchinson. Mr. Hutchison, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're doing well, my friend. Alfie, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. As always, it's great to be with you. And I tell you, hearing you introduce me just humbles me, man. It really does. Thank you for that. Well, when we have a big deal guest on, we always have to give them a big deal introduction, sir. And you are a big deal guest. You are a friend of the show. We really appreciate the time you give us uh, when you come on to talk about everything going on at Land Motor Speedway. And this is going to be a, a great year for you because we did have a race earlier this year in March. And for the last few years, we've only had one race at AMS. But this year, you guys had the additional second race for the 2021 season coming up on the weekend of July uh, 10th and 11th as the Quaker State 400 presented by uh, Walmart will be coming into Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I'm sure you and your very talented crew working overtime, getting everything set up and ready to go for the big race weekend. And big news for us is that you guys are going to be 100% open, grandstands and camping as well. So tell us about how excited you are to welcome back to full capacity all the great racing fans here in the Southeast and across the United States of America who will make that pilgrimage to Atlanta Motor Speedway for our race weekend. Well, Alfie, it's the first time in over a decade Atlanta Motor Speedway has hosted two NASCAR races in a single year. So there's no doubt we're excited about that. We're an entertainment facility, right? So anytime we can invite people, have them in the grandstands, we want to do it. The team here has been working very, very hard, really since the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend in March. As you know, we've had Supercross, Monster Jam, American Flat Track Racing, Henry County and Pike County high school graduations for the class of 2021. So we've been extremely, extremely busy, but we are excited about July 10th and 11th at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Not just big for Atlanta Motor Speedway, big for the entire region, big for the state of Georgia. We're thrilled. Tickets are still available, so you can go to atlantamotorspeedway.com to pick up those tickets. You appreciate things when they're taken away from you. And I think for a lot of fans, it was just tragic to not be able to go to any races last year, and you had a kind of a, a limited capacity for the March race. You weren't even open up at full capacity yet. You just had a percentage of people plus campgrounds so I'm sure that fans are really anxious and excited to be able to come out to the track. And not only that, as we mentioned over the last few times that you've been on the air with us, you guys have made a lot of changes to the track, amenities, a new bar, uh, seating. And then one of the cool things I really wanted to talk to you about is you're doing something very special for the cup champions that have been from the state of Georgia as you're going to be unveiling some special banners to recognize those drivers. Can you tell us a little bit about that ceremony you'll be doing to 
unveil those banners that also includes the recent Cub champion, uh, Chase Elliott. Yeah, you know, you talk about everything that we've done to enhance the property for the fans. We had the 20 and 20 initiative, as you know, that we were unable to unveil last year because of COVID. So when fans come to Atlanta Motor Speedway this year, they'll see the bootleggers bar, which is a 360 bar where you can sit, have a drink, maybe grab a bite to eat, watch the race play out right in front of you. It overlooks the track. Drink rails in the grandstands, drink holders in the grandstands, expanded Wi-Fi in the Bruton Smith Park, over 200 HD TVs on concourse. So when you get up to go to the souvenir stand or the concession stand, you won't miss a bit of the racing action. But, you know, we, were, we, we have four grandstands at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Three of them are named after our seven-time champions, one for Dale Earnhardt, one for Richard Petty, one for Jimmy Johnson. The fourth grandstand is named the Champions Grandstand, and we felt like what better way to increase the value of that grandstand's naming rights, to pay homage to champions that call the state of Georgia home the year that they won the championship than to put up our own, for lack of a better term, a ring of honor. So we're going to unveil two banners for Tim Flock, one banner for Bill Elliott from the 1990, 1988 championship, and then, of course, the banner for our current champion, Chase Elliott. It's an exciting time for us. It's just a way for us to solidify the things that they've done to improve racing in the state of Georgia. And we're excited to do it. And another great thing that the Land Motor Speedway does during the race weekend is have so much great entertainment, great uh, talent, great performers who are going to come out. So for some of the fans who are going to be coming out for that weekend's race at the Land Motor Speedway, what can they expect as far as performances? You know, it's as close to a pre-COVID race as our fans could have ever hoped to be a part of. Um, you know, we're finally back. Governor Brian Kemp has been so good to us. He's been good to the state of Georgia. He understands that we need to open it back up. So for us to be back at full capacity, it's exciting for us to give the fans the opportunity to get back in the grandstands. Our infield camping is back open at 100%. All of our exterior campgrounds are open at 100%. You know, but what that also means is that the fan zone is back open to 100%. We've got a lot of our corporate partners coming on board to take part in the fan zone. The driver merchandise rigs will be back in the fan zone, and that's always a fan favorite. We have a fan stage. We'll be, we'll be interacting with the fans and giving away some swag throughout race weekend. The Credit Carl Money 250 is on Saturday. Kids are free. The Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart is on Sunday. Kids are only 10 bucks. We've actually got a track pass. We're also able to open back up the track, give fans the opportunity to come down on the track, be a part of driver intros. No more just calling drivers to their cars. They're actually gonna come out to the pre-race stage, walk across the pre-race stage right in front of the fans, get in the back of the Chevrolet pickup trucks, do a lap around the track so the fans can all see them from every seat. And we've also got pre-race concert by Breland. If you're not familiar with Breland, He's kind of a mix of country and hip hop. Great local artist that I think the fans are going to really, really enjoy. Matter of fact, I know the fans are going to really, really enjoy it. If you haven't heard of him, go online, take a look. His social content is amazing. His numbers are off the chart. So like I said, we're back to pre-COVID numbers. We're excited about it and hope the fans will come out and support us. Speaking with Brandon Hutchinson here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the big weekend at AMS, the Quaker State 400 presented by 
Walmart. And this race is new for you guys. Two races, you said, for the first time in over a decade. And if anything that helps the local economy, not only the state of Georgia, but also Henry County and, and, and all of that. So for you to be able to support the local economic companies and businesses in the area must be another special treat for you guys to know that you're helping out the local community, especially as you mentioned with COVID, where a lot of businesses didn't have the same type of business they came through during the regular race weekends. Now for you to have that opportunity to help the local economy must be extra special for you in, in the Henry County area. You know, Alfie, you're right. It, it's not just Henry County, as you said, it's the, the entire state of Georgia, but more directly, you know, Henry, Spalding, Fayette, Clayton, Jackson, Lamar, you know, there's so many counties that benefit when we do have a race. And, and you bring up a great point, you know, we are not any different than any other company in the world. COVID was tough and it's been tough on a lot of us. So for us to be able to have the second race back is certainly uh, great for us. And we hope it'll infuse a lot of business to the, uh, the local merchants as well so that they can kind of get back on track and uh, get back to normal. So it's exciting for us. It's something that we're, we're very glad to be able to do. You know, we've been racing here for over 60 years and for the first 50 years, we had two races a year. As you know, back in 2010, we lost our second race. So to be able to have that second race back is special for us. It's exciting. And again, hopefully the fans will come out and support it. Well, I'm sure they will. And hopefully we will be able to get our local listeners out there as well. So we, Brandon, we really always appreciate uh, your time. And as we mentioned, everything's going to be fully open campgrounds and tickets for both Saturday and Sunday's race. So if our listeners want to get those hands on those tickets or those campground sites, uh, where can they go to get the information and get those tickets? You know, the easiest way to take a look at all we have to offer is to go to atlantamotorspeedway.com. You can mess around on there and, and see what price point best fits your family. But if you want to talk to somebody live, you can call us at 877-9-AMSTIX. We've got account executives that would love to talk to you. They can walk you through any plans that might work best for you. But again, Alfie, you guys are family. Thank you for having me today. We hope your listeners will come out and join us. It's going to be a big weekend. Well, we're looking forward to it. I know I'm looking forward to it. My family is going to be joining me for the weekend as well. So they're all excited. So uh, we're just waiting and excited to go. So uh, Mr. Hutchinson, once again, thank you for your time, sir. And hopefully we'll join you again down the road again, my friend. Well, the pleasure's mine. I appreciate the opportunity. Come by and see me when you're here, Alfie. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, it's uh, we're getting ready for, not always, but whenever it happens, and this year it happens twice, NASCAR is coming to town, and this week's so show, whole show is all about NASCAR weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And on the Food Depot phone with us on the hotline is none other than NASCAR legend himself, Ken Reagan. Ken, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, thank you, William. It's good to be back on with you. Man, I tell you what, if there's anybody that wants to know anything about NASCAR, the history uh, and the foundation of how to uh, to get a kid from 12 years old to being a NASCAR driver, it is you, Ken Reagan. So we are happy to have you on the show, and uh, you know you bring some credibility to the program. I've been uh, very blessed, you know, over the the years that I've I've uh, been here in Atlanta, and and, and even the uh, years that I spent up at U.S. Legends Cars in Charlotte, to be able to work with some of the young drivers that really have made a mark, and especially some of the special ones come out of our Atlanta group, you know, with Chase Elliott, and William Byron, and 
Reed Sorensen, uh, my son David, uh, of course, Joey Logano just goes on and on and on. We're proud of our guys outside of the NASCAR touring uh, series. You know, Jonathan Davenport, if you want to see an exciting race, find the next one at Jonathan Davenport's going to suit up and strap down in a car to drive, and, and he'll bring you to your feet. I'm telling you, it's amazing what he's done with his Super Late Model show. Well, if y'all just join us here, we got Ken Reagan. He is the director of the Legends Program for Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, Ken, we got uh, we got a big announcement ready to go, uh, tied in with the Legends and NASCAR weekend, something that hadn't been done in a long time. Give it to us, sir. Yeah, we are going to get to, to race uh, NASCAR weekend. Uh, we'll have from 75 or maybe more Legends teams here from the southeast, and uh, we'll take the track, the quarter-mile Thunder Ring, just immediately after the Xfinity race concludes. I think that they go green at 3.30. It should be around that 6 o'clock time frame that uh, they'll be finished, and we'll go green with the Legends program. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of the young drivers out here and some of the old veterans, too, you know, that uh, have been around here for many years. But we certainly welcome. And I understand, as of yesterday, it was announced that uh, at the conclusion of the Xfinity race, the grandstands are open for free. If you want to come out and set the grandstands and watch the Legends that Saturday afternoon, that show should run from 6 o'clock to maybe 9-ish. We're going to have an all-star race after our features for selected drivers that will run another feature event. It's an all-star race. So a lot going on with Legends that weekend uh, with the NASCAR boys being in town. If you just join us here, we've got Ken Reagan, and we're talking about the Legends program that's going to be racing NASCAR weekend. That'll be uh, July the 10th that the uh, the Legends guys will be taking the track. And, and Ken, I imagine, you know, you're going to have a lot of drivers from all over the United States that are going to want to come out because there's going to be a lot of NASCAR teams that are going to be keeping their eyes on what's going on with these future drivers for them, possibly, that may be on your Legends track. That's right, and they, they have seen, uh, you know, what's happened down here with some of our our young racers, you know, in the past, and uh, certainly they'll be out there flexing their muscle and, trying to wiggle their way up to the front and uh, hopefully impress uh, someone that's sitting on the sidelines watching. And uh, and that could very well happen. I mean, everybody knows that it's happened before, so uh, no reason why it can't happen again. And we've certainly got that kind of talent in the program right now. I mean, we've got some kids that are really impressive, and we'd sure like for um, the invitation to go out for people to come out and watch us, you know, when we take the track. Now, hey, another thing I might let you know, in on, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, David's brother, uh, my son, Adam, mm-hmm. who's actually older than David, but I, a lot of people, you know, have, over the years have known Adam. Uh, yeah. Adam's got Down syndrome, but yep. he's done well. And he is going to actually give the command for the Xfinity race on Saturday afternoon to start your engine. So awesome. he's all excited about that. And all of his buddies and friends and all will be out there pulling forward, you know, when he gets a microphone and gives that command. So uh, that is that's awesome. another bit of information that we're kind of tickled about. Well, that is awesome, Ken. Well, listen, if somebody wants to find out more information about the uh, the Legends program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, where do we need to point them to, man? Yeah, they can certainly go to the Atlanta Motor Speedway website, and we've got a link on it, Legends Cars of Georgia. Uh, We're here every day and on the weekends when normally somewhere racing, but uh, it's easy to get me, uh, reach out to me, and I can take care of them, and uh, we – 
we, we can take care of them from eight years old and over. You know, eight years old, you can drive a Bandolero and race in it. And at 12, you can get in the Legends car and we'll see what the future brings for you. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this special week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we're celebrating Atlanta Motor Speedway as NASCAR returns for a second time to AMS. On Sunday, July 11th, with the running of the Quaker State 400, presented by Walmart, and one of the many voices you'll hear covering the action for the Performance Racing Network when NASCAR returns to Atlanta as we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the main announcer for the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug That was good form. Good form. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Looking forward to coming. Looking forward to coming back down. I say to the ATL, uh, <laughs> south of the ATL. Yes. I'll go with that. Yeah, a little yeah. south, a little further south in Atlanta, in beautiful Hampton, Georgia. There in Henry County, and you and the and the rest of the Performance Racing Network gang, including our very own Doug Turnbull, will be on hand at AMS delivering all the action this year for a second time uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and we're really excited for you guys to return and call the action uh, for PRN. But uh, before we talk about what's going on there at Atlanta Motor Speedway and NASCAR action, uh, it seems like there's been a lot of crazy NASCAR news that I've wanted to pick your brain at. And one of the top stories is that Jeff Gordon will be leaving the broadcast booth from Fox and uh, joining Hendrick Motorsports in a full-time capacity. So what are your thoughts on Jeff leaving the booth and possibly maybe taking over over there at Hendrick Motorsports at some time down the road? Well, I think it's, definite that one day he will be the CEO or whatever the chief title is at Hendrick Motorsports. Right now, he's going to be second in command, only behind Rick Hendrick as vice chairman. Um, I think it's pretty smart. Jeff Gordon accounts for the most wins of any of the Hendrick drivers. He's got uh, business savvy. He's smart. He's been around this sport forever. And I, I think it's a good move. And, you know, and also you want somebody when they walk into the boardroom and you're asking for uh, $5 million or $10 million in sponsorship that garners some attention, he does that. Uh, people are going to listen to what he's got to say. So I, I think it's a good move. You could not do both of those jobs, though. I do agree. I think it's smart to say, let's go ahead and move him out of the Fox booth because uh, I've never been a big believer that you can serve two masters. And uh, that's going to put a hole there in that Fox broadcast booth. Do you, do you see who do you see could take over that position there for Jeff? You know, the, the the name that I would like to see get put into that position is very familiar to people. I'd love to see Larry Mack come back in yeah. the booth. I think Larry McReynolds is underutilized. He has great insight. He is maybe the most um, prepared broadcaster I have ever been around in my life. And I would like to see him actually back the racetrack and not, not setting in Charlotte. Now, I don't know if they're going to go that way or not. If you're asking me, that's who I would tap. And another bit of news that I, I kind of saw, I, I, I don't know if you saw this coming out of nowhere or if you had instinct on this, but Brad Keselowski, I, I don't think there's been an official announcement as of yet, but from the grapevine, they are saying that he'll leave Penske Motorsports and take on kind of an ownership role with Roush Fenway. What are your thoughts on this? And have you heard any news about this? 
Well, that's that's starting to become more and more. We're hearing little tidbits out of both of those camps that 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 that's a done deal. And at the end of this year, or before the end of this year, it'll be officially announced. Uh, I think Brad can do more for Ross Fenway than Ross Fenway can do for Brad Keselowski. I think he can bring in a new mindset. Uh, Brad's a very smart guy. If you're around him past what you see at the racetrack, he's got a lot of great ideas. He's very smart. He's intuitive. And I think that he can somehow get Hendrick past, I mean, uh, Ross Fenway past the hump where they are right now because you know, they're, they, they, they're not competitive week in and week out. They don't show up with race cars that can get the job done, and they need help there. And I think Brad Keselowski would be a guy that could, could help them improve overall. And I still think Brad's got a few good years left in him to go racing himself. Speaking with Doug Rice here, the main man in charge over the Performance Racing Network on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And speaking of AMS, when we talk about Atlanta Motor Speedway, everyone wants to talk about the repaving of the track. Uh, there's so many drivers who are kind of split on whether they like the repaving, whether they want it to be repaved. Uh, it's been close to, I think, two decades since the track has been repaved. What are your thoughts and opinions of uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway repaving? Uh, I know that usually that's a bad thing to talk about because you get a one-groove racetrack. It's time. Uh, it's time for them to repave the racetrack. I think it would allow Goodyear to come in there with a better tire for them to race on. And I hate talking about tires. I, I really do. I think it is the ultimate in boredom to talk about tires because that's not why people follow racing. But I don't think they have a good tire compound that's compatible with that super abrasive surface at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I'm not putting an onus on Goodyear. I just don't think they do. And the last couple of races there have not been the level of what we're used to seeing there. There was a sweet spot in time there that that was my favorite racetrack to call a race on. And so I'm, I don't know. I have no inside information, but I would about bet this will be the last race on that current surface. I have a feeling that, that this surface will see its last race with the, the event there in July. And coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway, as we mentioned, the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, which will be uh, Sunday, July 11th. All the action on the uh, Performance Racing Network for your listening ears. And also, uh, you can hear that on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 as well if you have Sirius XM Radio. But what are your thoughts on Atlanta Motor Speedway? You said it. There's, there's been so many great memories and moments we can remember from uh, AMS. Uh, of course, uh, Kevin Harvey getting his first win there. The, the very close finishes that we've had there at the track. Um, of course, Jeff Gordon's first race and the Kings' last race and Alan Kowicki winning uh, the championship. You've called so many races at Land Motor Speedway. Is there any one moment or, or race that uh, stands out at you as something that you really always remember about calling races at AMS? I mean, I mean it's, it's not, you know, uh, we saw we got to call a race that Dale Earnhardt won by an eyelash at the end. We have seen great races with Bobby Labonte and Jimmy Johnson. Kyle Busch won the first ever race for Toyota there. A lot of people forget that. They've, they've had a lot of great moments. I think the year that Carl Edwards kind of had his coming out party down there. You know, Carl was a known entity, but he hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't really proven himself yet. And then all of a sudden he goes down there and wins both races in the same weekend. And people start, maybe this guy's pretty good. Uh, 
I, I don't know why I remember those races so well, but I do. I think it's just because I think we all looked around and said, okay, we, we've got a new sheriff. We've got a new guy in town that's going to make some racket. And it was Carl Edwards. So I, I think his winning both ends of the doubleheader is one of my best memories. Well, uh, Doug, before we get out of here and let you promote your social media platforms and everything like that, I want to let people know about a great podcast that you have been doing here over the last uh, few weeks, a new podcast for the Performance Racing Network. Can you tell our listeners about your new podcast that you have uh, started up? It's called PRN's Behind the Mic, and it is not about racing or motorsports. It is about people that bring sports to life in the play-by-play world, radio or television. And so far, we've interviewed Bill Rosinski, who was the first-ever play-by-play guy for the Panthers. We interviewed Mick Mixon, who is the current play-by-play voice for the Carolina Panthers. So they've got different stories to tell, both of them very interesting. Don Munson, who calls the Clemson Tigers on the radio. Um, We just interviewed Chip Carey, of course, from the Atlanta Braves television network. A lot of great stories there, about three generations of Careys. And then we're scheduled to interview Marty Brenneman, who was the Cincinnati Reds play-by-play announcer for, I think, over 40 years. And Marty has no shortage of stories. We want to get inside these guys, talk to them about their journey from usually local radio or campus radio stations to being the voice of teams and what that means and how they do it and what their approach to it is and their adventures along the way. And if people want to give it a listen, I would appreciate it. It's PRN's Behind the Mic. You can go to goprn.com or download the PRN app, and uh, you'll be able to pick it up there. Uh, Also, Mr. Rice, if our listeners want to keep up with you on the social media, where can they go to keep up with you, sir? I'm at Riceman61 on Twitter, and that's my main platform. My Facebook page is kind of my personal page. And I fought the urge last night. I finally got back to a concert. My wife and I bought really nice tickets to Chicago, which is basically turned into a Chicago tribute band and had a had a blast last night it was the music was fabulous i know it's not the same musicians i was listening to when i was in college but it's the same songs perform well but i fought the urge to put that out on twitter last night well i saw the pictures looked like you had a great time and uh, i'm just glad the world's getting back to some kind of normalcy where we can able to enjoy concerts and and races at all these fine tracks along the I circuit. I have never been so happy to buy a fifteen dollar beer in my life. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Rice, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again on Southern Race Grady. You're Thanks always a, a friend, of, always a friend of the show, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road during the uh, remainder of the season, sir. My pleasure. Can't wait to get down there. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number eleven with the Pro Light model from Beautytown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week. We've been talking a lot about Atlanta Motor Speedway and the Quicker State 400 weekend uh, presented by Walmart. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, check out Southern Race Week to find where we're going to be giving away tickets all the time on Facebook and on site. And uh, don't forget, go to NASCAR.com. Help us vote Chase Elliott as the driver of the year, the best driver award for the 2021 ESPY. That's the ESPN Awards. And uh, vote for him as the best driver of the year. And, uh, you know, it, it, Alfie, it's, it's not been – it's been a long time since anyone other than an Elliott – 
or an Earnhardt won the best driver of the year in NASCAR. So we need to get the ESPYs to understand that Chase Elliott is the best driver of the year versus NHRA drivers or whatever else. So it's been a great show, man. Thank you for, for putting together another program, brother. Yeah, yes. And, of course, thanks to our great guest, Brandon Hutchinson, the Executive Vice President General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Also, Ken Reagan, as well as Doug Rice for joining us on this special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Don't forget the podcast will be available for you on Monday. Check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud to check out the podcast for this week's show and any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. And as we mentioned, the social media platforms, follow us on Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19, William. Well, the best part is you can find us at Atlanta Motor Speedway July 10th and 11th. Until next week, y'all have a great week. We'll see you at a race near you. See ya.